Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another enlightening episode of Wellness Wisdom. I am Shannon Spears, your wellness guide through the holiday season. And today we've prepared a special gift of health and wellness just for you. The holidays are a magical time, but they can be challenging when it comes to maintaining our health goals. Fear Not, our team of expert coaches that is always with me, is here to help you navigate the festive season with grace and intention. From staying accountable to your health goals to transitioning back to a healthier routine after the holidays, we've got you covered today. Plus, we're going to unwrap some fantastic healthy cooking and food gift ideas so you can spread wellness to your loved ones. So don't forget to stick around until the end for our North Star tip. As always, a guiding light to ensure that you stay on track and make the most of this holiday season in a way that honors your well-being. Before we dive into the wealth of wisdom from our coaches, remember to check out our show notes and the notes underneath these videos for the recipes and resources in the PDF that we have mentioned in this episode as we go throughout. It has lots of recipes and we also will be including um, Bobby's holiday survival guide, which we will talk about in a little bit as well. So let's get moving and unwrap the gift of wellness together in this episode welcome to all of my coaches we've got bobby today sarah michelle jane and kathy all right again excited for this episode i love when we do these type of episodes you know there's no particular flow to it we're just kind of popping in with all of these ideas and tips and tricks to help everybody get through their holidays um, in a healthier way than they might normally do. So I want to kind of jump in a little bit to when we're talking about, especially this holiday, the Christmas season, we have Kwanzaa, things like that, right? Um, let's talk about getting through this holiday. And we know the first of the year is coming. Everybody sets those New Year's resolutions. So how do we get through you know, this holiday and still maintaining our health goals and helping to keep ourselves accountable. You know, how do, how do we do that? Like, obviously there's a lot of different ways, but what are some of your tips for staying accountable and maintaining those health goals? Yeah. So, right. Absolutely. Uh, oftentimes we have a lot of slings and arrows thrown at us in terms of making all these choices in regards to our health. And, we often feel alone. And so I think it's really important to have a, an accountability of any sort, meaning you could have an accountability partner. You can hire a health coach. Uh, you can use tracking devices, uh, some sort of apps, and you can also learn about how to set smart goals and rewards. And smart is an acronym. So, uh, smart, uh, simple, measurable, achievable, realistic and time bound, right? So those are really good things to remember in uh, developing any sort of goals and everything. And it's so much more fun to have somebody uh, walk the path with you, right? In achieving whatever goal that you're looking to accomplish. So I highly recommend that you look to those and see what works for you. I think also we have, you know, when we have an accountability partner of some sort or something to keep us accountable, but especially if it's a, another human being, like a friend, we realize that we're not the only ones struggling with the things that we're struggling with. Right. You know, it, it kind of brings the humanity back into, you know, getting through these goals and having those rough days, you know, and, and understanding that 
well, they got through it. We're going to get through it, you know, um, and just having more empathy and giving ourselves grace um, during that period. All right. So with accountability, you know, some of the things that we like to talk about in this episode, let's talk about healthy snacking, healthy snacking for adults, healthy snacking for kids. You know, I, for one, you know, still have adult kids at home, 21 and 18, but they like to snack and we like to keep it healthy. Um, but, you know, we have those younger kids um, that we want to think about as well. So let's dive in and just start talking about some of those kid-friendly nutritious snacks that we can include. Yeah. So you remember the Lunchable craze, you know, like everybody was yeah. like, how much more process can you get? You know, it's crazy. So what I did, my kids are adults, uh, 29 and 26, but I would make their own Lunchables and you just go and you get those little cute, little, small, um, cookie cutters, but you can use them for cheese and the meat and different things. And you can get a good quality lunch meat, good quality cheese, make your own Lunchables, make them in the fun shapes and everything. Um, you know, if you're really, really creative, you can chop up or julienne like veggies or something, you know, like just make them really fun. I know for us, the fruit, you know, our kids would not eat watermelon for the longest time until my husband just one day just chopped them all into sticks the simplest thing. And then all of a sudden they're like, love the watermelon. So it's just, an, you know, and get the kids incorporated into helping them create their own snacks and everything, but just keep it simple. Um, protein bites are really, really easy. They're fun. And um, I believe there'll be a recipe that we'll be sharing as well for the protein bites. But yeah, as far as kids, um, yeah, just keep it fun. Yeah. I think the process of letting them help you create them mm -hmm. is really yeah. the part that can help them eat, especially something like the protein bowls. Like they're fun, they're sticky, they can get their hands dirty and roll them yep. around, right? We used to do like carrot dips and so dips or carrot sticks, you know, and, and have the dip at the bottom of like a ma little mason jar and then stick them in there, right? And so that looked fun and everything. So the more fun you make it for kids, the better. So Sarah, like me, you've got a lot of experience as far as younger kids and when we had to adjust for, you yeah. know, their health in, in snacking. So what are some thoughts that you have? Yeah. I mean, they're not so young now, they're 20 and up, but, um, but yeah, a couple of good ideas that I always like to do is make homemade trail mix and you can do it nut free if you have a nut allergy in your family with like coconut and different seeds and dried fruit and things like that. So get them making trail mix with you. That's something great to like for long car rides during the holidays or if you're Christmas shopping, you have little kids and they're, I don't know, in a stroller, right? And you're at the mall, something good that they can snack on that's healthy and that, you know, major processed food. Um, another one, I like the little bliss balls. I don't know, bliss bites, bliss balls, whatever they're called. You can make them out of dates, bananas, um, and throw different seeds like hemp seeds, flax, different things in there, Cho you know, cocoa powder, some of their chocolate. So we have a couple of recipes. Um, uh, there's a granola one in our guide. And then there's also, um, one of the bliss balls ones. My kids loved the, you know, do you remember the chocolate oranges at like yes. CPS? I learned about those late. My kids must've been like in high school or something because we we're so like into like the gluten-free dairy-free, all that. We just never, I was always getting special candy for them when they were little through high school. Same so here. we learned about those. And I thought, oh, wow, that's so cool. That's a great combination. 
Well, one of the recipes we're providing is it's called um, orange chocolate bliss balls, I think. And it's great because you can throw it all into the food processor and it's the similar flavors of those mm-hmm. much healthier for you. And you can make it together with your kids and it comes together so fast. So yeah. these are two good ones that I would recommend. You could also do granola that just came off the top of my head. There's all kinds of healthy granola recipes out there. Just one Pinterest. Absolutely. And I think like, a thing to keep in mind too, especially if you have young kids now, like these can become traditions mm-hmm. as they get older. So when we talk about changing nutrition as a generation, the, starting them now with these healthier recipes with this healthy mm-hmm. snacking is going to carry through to their kids as well, especially those things that they love. And the time spent with us making these different things, especially around the holidays. One of the things um, we used to do for my kids for healthy snacking throughout the year, not just the holidays, was making our own fruit leather and making our own fruit gummies, you know, so it very simply can be done, you know, taking fruit and a little bit of water and pureeing them in the food processor, putting a piece of parchment down on a sheet pan, lay it, you know, let that just kind of lay all out on there, spread it all out on there, throw it in the oven at a very low temperature and let it dry. Or if you have a food dehydrator, that works as well. I know for me, like on my oven, I have a dehydrator setting that I can put it on. And then you just take in, you know, like a pizza cutter when it's done and just run into strips. You can even roll it up with strips of the parchment paper. So it looks like those little, you know, foot long fruit snacks that kids love. Um, And also making gummies like we would use, you could use either 100% fruit juices with gelatin, or you can also use collagen Mm -hmm. instead of gelatin, which is going to give them an added protein boost as well when they're eating those gummies. And you just make them like normal and you use little silicone molds to put them in, you know, like whether it's little drops or blocks or things like that. So that's another really good tip that, you know, we'll include recipes for as well in that opt-in. So, um, you know, and like I said, you know, these can be healthy snacks for adults too. Who doesn't as an adult like to go back to their childhood and experience some of those snacks that they used to love as a kid that maybe they just they don't anymore because either they don't have kids, kids are grown, things like that. So it's a way to kind of bring back some of that um, tradition and everything back into your holiday gatherings as well. So let's talk about um, what are some recipe tips? So previously in a previous episode we did in November, we talked about some healthy ingredient swaps and some recipe tips let's just kind of go through and and remind some people of some of those tips and, you know, throw out maybe some new ones that we didn't talk about then. Um, Who wants to jump in and and go first? One of the recipes I thought of as we were discussing that in the sour cream, and it actually reminded me of my grandmother's recipe for squash casserole. And that has always been one of our family traditions to have the squash casserole. Um, Well, not only does it have sour cream in it, but it has a cream of chicken soup in it. And cream of chicken soup is horrible, but you can make your own and substitute it in there. So that was one thing I wanted to bring up because you have the green bean casserole as well. It has some kind of cream or something in it, you know, so you make your own cream cream of whatever soup um, to add to those recipes. And it's going to be so much better for you. Yeah, and we can include um, a recipe link to that because it, it is so, so, so simple to do. I know I used to make um, like a powdered blend and all I would do is add either almond milk or coconut milk or something like that because we didn't use regular milk to it to, you know, have it thickened. 
Um, so we can definitely add some recipes in for that as well. I know, Bobby, you had talked last time about um, using sweet potato as a sweetener for baked goods and everything. And it made me remember one of the things I used to do to my kids. And they get irritated at me for it now because I didn't know back then. But even like in pasta sauce, I would put pumpkin puree in pasta sauce. You yep. know, to give them some of those extra vegetables, um, doing things like zucchini bread, right? Like zucchini bread tastes like spice bread. So if they like spice bread, making the zucchini bread is a healthy option because you've got the zucchini in. And if you're gardening, you probably have an overload of zucchini because it's something that never stops growing. <laughs> it grows in an abundance. So being able to do things like that, you know, cauliflower doesn't have much of a taste. Zucchini doesn't have much of a taste. Pumpkin doesn't have much of a taste, right? Like all of these things, it's whatever we add to them for spices, for seasonings and things like that that give them their flavor. So you can very easily sneak a lot of these things in to the foods that you're making during the holiday. Yeah, you can even shred carrots or zucchini into a meatloaf, for instance. Yes. That's going to make it moister and you're going to sneak your veggies in. Yes, absolutely. Well, and one of the things when we were talking about snacks that you can do and my kids are in their 20s and they still love to do this. They come here and we do a pizza bar and you can use, um, I've got a great recipe for just making your own cauliflower pizza crust. And it doesn't have to be a big pizza. It could be the small mini ones. Um, so you can do those ahead of time if you don't want to have to deal with doing the crust and all the other stuff. But if you make a taco pizza bar kind of thing, you can shred up the carrots and the cabbage and um, the zoodles, like zucchini noodles, um, all that kind of stuff, sliced mushrooms, all kinds of different vegetables. That way that they get exposure to different vegetables, maybe that they don't eat all the time. And it's fun because they can build their own pizza. And then you don't necessarily have to use a lot of pizza sauce or cheese, you can just use things like, um, a lot of times you just need to spread just like a thin layer of maybe homemade guacamole or hummus, or, um, you know, some type of, sometimes it's just the texture you're going after that mimics something else, right? And then you put a little salt or seasoning on it and it's like, well, this tastes like I'm eating, you know, pizza, but I'm not necessarily eating pizza. And when you go through the process of doing like a pizza bar and things like that, everybody kind of can see who puts what on their toppings and putting it in the oven. It kind of teaches people to kind of keep an eye on their, their particular food and then comparing them when they come out and everybody's like, Ooh, yours looks better than mine. I want to buy to yours, that kind of stuff. It makes it fun. Anytime like Michelle was saying, making it fun, like you'd be surprised if you got out those wooden skewers for you know, when you make shish kebabs or something like that, that can become like the craziest stuff. You can cut up fruit and they can make little people. You can you do fondue with them. So a lot of times it's just like what what's different in this um, entertaining part that you're doing, whether it's a bowl or a cup or something, it doesn't take much to make it festive, but it's the same thing you ate the, maybe the week before, but just in a different presentation. So... That's one Absolutely. thing about. I love that too. That presentation and the colors and everything, and that's what's key for kids. 
Yeah, they do. They love that. Like, so I was thinking as you were talking, Bobby, about a fruit salad, you know, go to the grocery store and let your kids pick out a couple of different fruits that maybe you haven't tried before and get home and cut it all up and put it in a fruit salad. It's just, you know, it's pleasing to the eye. It's, it's very colorful. Kids love color. They love the presentation, but even like a smoothie, like I remember how often I had forgotten this earlier, but how often would I just make smoothies, but get the kids involved in a smoothie, right? You're having one now and, and look at that pretty color that it is too. I mean, the kids getting them involved in putting what they want in there and watching how it all blends together and everything is so much more fun when you drink through a straw. So yep. kids will really enjoy that. So yeah. And you can easily hide things like spinach. Like I wouldn't do kale. Yep. kale. I don't know why people I'm think kale is great a smoothie, but doing things no. like spinach to help them get some of those minerals they need is so easily yep. covered up, especially like with berries, you know, adding a little bit of collagen, a scoop or two of collagen for some additional protein without changing the color of it. You know, um, yeah. that was the big thing with my kids. If the color changed, they knew I added something. So I had to be really sneaky about the changes. Yeah. And then you could put a few cocoa nibs on top, you know, for like chocolate chips, you know, or if you're making a, a pudding bowl, right. You know, <laughs> like a, I see a bowl or a something. Nice bowl. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, you can sprinkle all that stuff on top and, and I mean, they can do that and it's just way more fun for them. Yeah. And you mentioned um, pudding. One of the things I never knew and didn't really want to try it until it was like a, one of those little free sample types of things is you can make chocolate pudding out of avocados. Oh, it's delicious. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Like, yeah, I was just going to mention avocados. Yep. Mm -hmm. So yep. good. And and yes. What we did. Yep. So simple. Okay. So simple. So delicious. Yeah. I got my mom into that too. So yeah. Got her off the box mix. Yes. So let's talk about like a health, a healthy lifestyle, right? Like we're, this, this whole episode is just kind of continuing our healthy lifestyle and being able to talk um, through that as far as the holidays and, and keeping accountable to that. So let's talk about things like the indulgences that we want to have and the self-care that we need. How do we set up our days and, and be able to manage those cravings and indulgences that we know are going to be in front of us um, during this. Usually with Christmas, it's more than just a day or two, right? Like it can tend to be almost an entire week because the kids are home on school vacation and everything. So they're getting a little bit of cabin fever and, you know, so what are, let's talk about some tips to, to help manage that and keep a healthy lifestyle. A lot of that starts it like right here with your mindset. And having a little conversation with yourself before the holidays hit, um, or maybe reflecting back on how you did during Thanksgiving and figuring out what your pitfalls were. Um, when you have a little bit of a mindset going into an event, or whether you're hosting or going someplace, and thinking about, you know, what's going to be there is, is the special, like I have these these uh, cinnamon rolls that I've made, I, I don't like making them really in this last five years as being a health coach, because I know they're horrible for you, but people love them. They absolutely love them. And, you know, knowing that those are going to be on the plate and out, out on the table, it's kind of like, you got to think about your indulgences and what you're thinking, like, what will you have? And so I give my clients a couple tips and this is actually for 
people that are going to be looking at our show notes in the holiday survival guide, um, it's in there as a part of it. But you can think of a couple things. One of the things that you can do is when you're surveying, like before you fill your plate, walk around and see what there is. What are all my options, right? Um, so that you know ahead of time and pick whatever it is that you want to indulge in and, you know, decide that. But then you kind of have to put that stop sign up, you know, whether it's a serving of it or I'm not going to have three desserts. I'm going to pick one dessert. Um, but the thing about it also is it's a mindset going into it. You can tell yourself, I know what that tastes like. I've had it before and I'll have it again on a different day some other time. And when you spend that time interrupting the process that's going through your mind of, I really want that, I really want that, or I want a second helping of that. If you spend that time rewiring your brain and kind of disrupting that pattern, you will be surprised the more you work that mental muscle, the stronger it, it gets for you to be able to step away from things that maybe are challenging you. And then the other thing you can do is when there are specific things that you are constantly being bombarded by, especially, I don't know about you guys, when you go to the grocery store, it is like an assault, right? You walk in and there's just piles of just junky, junky food right there for you to pick up and the impulse buys and stuff like that. And if you can just remember to kind of train your muscle um, to say danger, danger, danger three times, and just make sure you're telling yourself that is dangerous. And that is also a way to rewire kind of your system of like taking things that you normally maybe would toss in your cart or what's the big deal? No problem. It kind of helps you rewire your brain with that helps with temptations. Good point. Thank you for, for leading us through that. Those are some really, really good tips there because it's, it's something that we can't necessarily get away from. No, you know, it's one thing if we're creating everything and we can set up our own household, you know, for, and be prepared for those. But when we're going to somebody else's, you know, we have no idea. So I love the tip of walking around, see what's there, play that mental mind game with yourself first before you make the choice, you know, yep. rather than being like a kid in a candy store going up and waiting all year for this, you know? Um, and, and when we think about like, I've, I've watched a lot of clients who I've obviously give them that choice, right? Like you have two choices. You can be very mindful. You can be careful of your indulgence. You can take care of yourself before you go lower your stress level or you can indulge, but the consequences that come for the next couple of days or week or the weight, the gain, the five or six pounds that they gained over that, those are the consequences that they have to deal with. So I think also reminding them, you have the choice, here are the consequences, healthy or not healthy that you're going to have, depending on the choices that you're going to make. And a lot of times they will tell me that, you know, while they were standing there with all the food in front of them, trying to fill their plate, like that was ringing in their head of what consequences do you want to have for the next couple of days? Are you okay with that? And of course, some of them said yes. And, and, and it was like, great, that's a choice you made. That's, that's what advocating for your health and, and moving through a healthy lifestyle is, is all about as long as you have that education and you understand the snowball effect that's going to happen if you make those unhealthy choices. Well, a lot right. of times when you make that unhealthy choice and they sabotage themselves, just being able to go back and, like I said, reflect, right? Yeah. And be, Give yeah, themselves grace. Party and exactly. eat my face off. And I feel like, you know what? And mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't really want to do that again. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And there's also the element of peer pressure, which is ridiculous that we even have to talk as about adults. Yeah. as adults, right? But yes. it's a very real thing. I would tell my, my patients um, in the weight loss clinic all the time, like we would have to walk through these conversations and plan out how their family event was going to go. And I was yeah. happy to walk through that with them because then they felt armed. Just like you said, Shannon, they have like this montage in their head that they're able to then verbalize it out loud and say, like, I'm making a choice today. Like I'm having this and not that. I don't need to have something of everything. Or if they really felt temptation to do that, then they would do the the eating spoon trick. You know, you would just have a spoon of a little bit of everything. And that way it equaled a dessert, you know, but it was a little bit of everything. And so nobody's feelings were hurt. They didn't have to go through a big explanation of why they were choosing to say no, whatever. And it's kind of that happy medium, because unfortunately, we do have a lot of peer pressure within our own families. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, between peer pressure and bullying as adults, and we wonder why kids still have problems with this, you know, and it, and it stems from a lot from our childhood, you know, like that's another whole podcast episode that we can do. You know, we do what we know. Sometimes we don't know better and it just continues into our adulthood. But these are definitely the areas that you're going to see them when all the family and everything is getting together, you know, so <laughs> And there's a big difference between meeting family at a restaurant for a big gathering like this because you're out in public and being at somebody else's house. Like, it's amazing how that difference affects behavior as well. So, Kathy, I know you're you're always great for coming up with some practical tips during the holiday for, you know, recipes, preparing meals and stuff like that. So what do you got for us today? Well, one of the things I, I want to talk about is, you know, we're, we're kind of focusing on some of the holiday meals and being, you know, out at other people's houses. But you also have to take into consideration um, cooking for yourself and having the extra time because you do have all of these extracurricular activities, shopping and you know, all these parties and things like that. So I think having a really good um, soup or stew recipes um, for a crock pot, or I love my Instapot, um, constantly using those. And I always try to make twice as much as the recipe even calls for, just mm -hmm. so that I can, you know, freeze back. I think we talked about this last time is freeze some of that back and put it in some glass containers so you have a quick, easy meal and you don't have to start from scratch. So I think that saves you so much time, energy, and, you know, stress when you're, when this is such a, you know, hard, hard time of the year. So, um, you know, find, find some great recipes, double them up, throw them in the freezer, and, and that way you'll have something to eat when you don't have time to cook. Yeah, and I think it's important to also remember that we need to set realistic goals for us. You talked about, you know, the extracurricular activities and everything that we have to plan around, right? Like, if, if you were ever to do meal planning during the year, like this time of year is the time to do it, whether it's the kids back to school, you've got the holidays coming up, the kids being on vacation, being prepared for that and knowing what you're going to do, even if you don't follow it 100%. You know, I've got clients who they freak out when they haven't followed a meal plan 100% that, that they've put together for everything. And it's like, okay, but you don't have to. The point of meal planning is just to reduce the stress and to help you prepare ahead of time for the meals that you are going to be making that week. So setting those realistic goals, having those realistic expectations, giving yourself grace during this busy season, nothing's going to be perfect ever. 
<laughs> during these seasons, right? So don't pretend like it's going to be and don't set those unrealistic goals. Um, you know, um, and celebrate the small wins. Um, I think it's very important for us to kind of discuss that, you know, what are some of the ways that we can celebrate those small wins? Um, and, and how do we take notice? Like, what are some of the things that we should notice as we're going along and, and take those as small wins? Right. It's not about the scale win. It's the non-scale win. A lot of people overweigh during the holidays and they really beat themselves up about it. And, but think about what are some non-scale wins that you can focus on? Did you get up in the morning and drink a lot, you know, water? Did you have water? Again, when we're hosting, we're putting ourselves last. So getting up, moving our bodies, drinking our water, you know, spending time with the Lord, just all of these things are going to fill our bucket. It's going to fill us more. And so then we're better able to pour into others. But what are those non-scale wins? You know, stop thinking about that number on the scale and think about, hey, you know what? I made sure I went to bed early last night. I didn't stay up wrapping gifts until midnight. You know, like I paced myself. I planned out my month, my week between juggling work and in home and kids and all that. So yeah, I just think it's important to focus on your wins that you are doing to physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally fill yourself during this time. Yeah, I want to jump in as far as after the holidays, you know, we've indulged, hopefully not too much throughout the holidays. Come January, I like to focus on Whole Foods. There's even a bunch of bloggers out there who do the Whole30 in January, which is essentially that, um, setting realistic goals, just as Shannon mentioned. So, you know, maybe just reducing your sugar intake, reducing your alcohol, cooking at home more often. So you have more control over the ingredients, right? Instead of going, I'm not going to have a drop of alcohol for the entire month of January, things like that. That just gets to be ridiculous, I think. And it makes you binge often. So, um, again, what Shannon said about meal planning, I mean, I do this all year. I cook every day for my family, so I always have a menu. I always joke that it's, you know, Shea Sarah or whatever. So I have a menu every week, Monday through Sunday. I write all the, all the ingredients of every recipe I decide to make, and I go to the store and buy everything on my list. So, but come January, for someone who doesn't necessarily do that all year, that would be a good thing as far as avoiding those impulse decisions. You know, say you don't know what you're gonna have for dinner, and you end up going through the drive-through for your family. So that's not going to be a good start to the new year. Um, what else did I want to go to? Oh, oh, just celebrating your successes. I know it's it's hard to stay motivated after the holidays. Um, just keep a positive mindset and gradual change. Remember that gradual changes are easier to maintain in the end. So that's like what I like to focus on come January after all the parties. Great tips. Yeah, it's so important to, I was said, talk about not just what's going on in the holidays, but where do we go from there? You know, we've, we've tried to maintain healthy goals throughout the whole holiday. And sometimes it leaves us tired and we feel like we just, I just need a break. I just want to break for a week before the new yeah. year starts and I started on these new goals, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the opposite thinking that we should have. Just having that balance, just find that balance. Give yourself grace, allow yourself to have a little bit of the indulgence here and there, but balance them with healthy, um, you know, tips, healthy 
um, habits in between there so that your body's able to bounce back quicker and you're not apt to gain, you know, a ton of weight like maybe you normally would or have that inflammation, that fatigue, everything that tends to come after the holidays. So kind of like the resolutions, right? I mean, people who think that they have to go to the gym four times or five times a week starting in January, and we all know that doesn't last, right? Yeah. 30 days, 45 days. <laughs> yeah. the same thing with food. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, everything has to be reasonable. Otherwise, if you, it's like an all in kind of mindset, there's going to be a time where you're not going to be able to keep up anymore. So absolutely stresses the body out in ways that a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. And everything that we are talking about is about lifestyle change. You know, that's something that we all work on with our clients. It's not about diet mentality at all. It's not about shame. It's not about beating yourself up. It's all about lifestyle change. And that takes time. And so you have to give yourself grace through the ups and the downs of it all. It's a journey. It's not, it's not a sprint at all. It's definitely that marathon because again, it takes dis discipline, intentionality, it takes time and it takes um, picking yourself up when you fall and starting the next day or the very next thing you put into your mouth. Yep. Well, and, and the other thing to remember is, especially during the holidays, is to ask for help. Because a lot of times, you know, we all take on too much. Everybody puts way too much on their calendar, on their plate, on their to-do list. And we don't ask for help, you know. And some people are literally circling the drain. And it's like, just ask for help. Tell people what you need. Tell people what you can't do. It's okay to say, I'm not going to be able to get to that. Um, let me check and I'll get back to you. I don't know if that's going to fit in my schedule. Things like that. And one of the things that was fun to do is I like my little whiteboard at home and I have a little menu, white little ceramic thing. And I'll write down like, you know, the menu for the event or whatever. It's kind of fun. Um, but I would put on like if we were hosting Christmas or Thanksgiving, I would put on there all of the things that needed to be done, like go get ice, vacuum the floor. I mean, things that anybody could do. Right. As long as they were maybe six years old and up and stuff like that. Um, and as adult children or high schoolers and things like that, they don't necessarily want to be told what to do. So I would put that out in the morning and I'd be doing my things and they could come along and pick something and mark it off, which always feels good. And, you know, they'd be the one who went and got ice or they'd be the person who, um, you know, my son, once he got into college, he, they like to set up the bar um, you know, stuff like that, um, vacuuming, things that were easy, go wipe up the powder room. That's, those were perfect things for them to be doing versus asking me, like, how, how can I help or me telling them what to do? Cause I'm busy doing other things. Yeah. I think it's important, you know, setting those boundaries and those expectations, you know, finding creative ways to do that, especially with kids. You know, they like, they like to kick back a lot, <laughs> you know, so, and, it, and it's, Wonder Woman or something. And right. You know, and it's just more stress during the holidays. Right. So to teach them to be a team player without nagging and, and everything, just giving them those options is definitely key to reducing that stress level. Obviously, even better if you keep it up during the year, because then they know, you know, what to expect. Um, but those boundaries of saying no, being able to say no, it's amazing how as women, it is so hard for us to say the word no. I can't do that, you know, and, and being able to allow space for ourselves during this busy season 
you know, it, it may take telling a friend or two or somebody at church who wants us to help with a function or whatever to tell them no and, and just save that space for ourselves so we can make it through the season with our sanity still intact. All right. So as we close out this episode, let's talk about some healthy and creative gift ideas. Michelle, do you have any options? I know we talk about this a lot. Yeah, one of my favorites um, is a bean soup mix. Ooh. So it's in a mason jar. It's super easy. You've got you. We have a recipe that we'll be sharing with you all. But you just take dried beans, seasoning packet. You write a cute little tag, a little how to how to you know cook it. Um, I had a friend who actually would always give one every Christmas, and so she got me into that. I'm like, that's such a great idea. Um, it's really, really helpful for when you just tuck it away in your pantry. Maybe somebody is sick in the family, you know, come January, February, whatever, and you've got a ready meal. You just have to add some um, meat to it if you want or not. But it's a very, very easy. And again, it comes with instructions. I love that. Um, I would love to become that soap maker. I would love to make my own soap, my own face cream, like all of that stuff. Um, I know my mom made like a lip balm one time, which was really, really fun. I actually still use it. And I, you know, I aspire to have the time to do all of those things, yeah. but those are really great gift ideas. So instead what I do is I go to a local farm and I will, you know, or these farmer's markets and I'll buy the goat soap and I'll buy the fun, um, you know, healthier candle options and different things like that. But as far as food, um, you know, the cookie tin or that plate that goes around where everybody's giving cookies to their neighbors and everything. Again, again just the swaps, you know, healthier cookie options, um, cutting the sugar, reducing the sugar, introducing your family and your friends and your neighbors to healthier sweets is a win-win for everybody. For sure. Absolutely. And piggybacking on, you know, the making, you know, your own lip balms and salves and lotions and soaps and stuff like that. One thing that can be very simple to do instead of doing something like that. And, and one way that I have introduced family members and friends to a healthier home is to create a couple of spray bottles of healthy toxin free cleaners for their home. Oh, you know, yes. um, I did do that. Yeah. So I love doing that. Even thing, like, especially during the winter time, because what's one of the trees that still has leaves on it's a pine tree, right? Pine and trees. Yes. Pine needles are so yeah. good as far as being antimicrobial and everything for cleaner. So literally sticking a, those, filling a jar, a mason jar full of those, pouring in some alcohol, like vodka, 40 proof vodka on top, letting it sit for a couple of weeks. Like it's an amazing clean. You can do the same thing with orange peels, you know, yeah, and vinegar done that. and just let Great. them sit for a couple of weeks. So, um, you know, adding some essential oils for different smells and things like that. Like it's so easy and it's an easy way to introduce, you know, families to a non-toxic way of cleaning things that they didn't even think about before. You know, we always look to those bottles of, well, you know, prevents 99.99% of bacteria. 
But a lot of times it's with chemicals when things in nature are going to do the exact same thing. Time, especially the herb time is one of those things that will protect 99.99% um, bacteria and everything. So just adding time in with vinegar, adding time in with that 40 proof vodka and letting it set. I mean, you've got a cleaner right there. So that can replace things like Lysol. So great way to um, introduce family members and friends and stuff like that to um, what you're doing and, and the healthy stuff that you're trying to do. We've also done like for grandparents and stuff when maybe the kids are going to stay overnight, but they have their food allergies, right? I've made baskets for them to keep at home. So it'd have like a, like a gluten flour, a gluten-free flour mix that I've purchased and approved and maybe some chocolate chips, a recipe that they can use, um, or, you know, maybe even like the food, um, the natural food colorings and things like that. So they could do like a frosting or something like that, just to help them understand, you know, kind of what goes on with the food allergies and everything um, that we have and needs to continue while they're there and I'm helping to contribute to that. So they're not so stressed when they do have the kids over for a night or during the day, it gives them something to do because who doesn't want to bake with their grandparents. So now they can rather than being restricted with that. So Jane, what are some ideas that you have? I also had the thought of uh, making beeswax wraps. If I can make them, I think anybody can make those. They're really cool. They use in, in place of saran wrap or, uh, aluminum foil, and also a garden pest spray. I've also gifted that as well. It's just uh, essential oils and whatnot. And uh, it goes a long way in someone who has a garden, just to make sure the gardens flourish the way they should. thought that'd be helpful. Last Christmas, I did a little theme for my kids and their significant others. Um, and it was on technology. And it was on how to support blocking the electromagnetic frequencies that come from our um, laptop and our phones and all of the different things. And one of the things that um, I gave them were these shields and you slide your phone into it. And then that way, when it's on your body, it, um, you know, it isn't emitting right into your hip or your, you know, your back or whatever. But then there was also, this was um, one of the things I got was um, it's a hard shield. And so it goes next to my phone when it's in a purse, when it's in a pocket. Um, and I like it because it just, it just cuts down on your exposure to it. And what's nice is um, I try to make their stockings very lucrative because a lot of times as the kids get older, their presents get smaller and more expensive, right? And so there's not as much big presents under the tree, but their stockings typically have a lot of different things in them. And it's fun because we take our time opening the stockings. Everybody kind of goes and pulls something out. And so throughout the year, I am looking for certain things that will, you know, like the organic chapstick and different things like that. But Technology is fun. I had a laptop. I can't show you right now, but my laptop's sitting on one. It's just this type of thing. Um, this company called Shield Your Body, and it's it basically surrounds my laptop. And so as I'm sitting here, all of the EMFs that are maybe going down into my body or my legs or the floor, it's just blocked. So everybody got one of those. And I just said, if you're going to sit on your bed or on your couch with your computer, please throw this under underneath it. And they all seem to like it. You know, so that's just an option to think about um, preventing technology from hurting people, blue blocking glasses, things like that. 
Yeah, I actually have a company that has stickers that you can put on your phone or your um, laptops or what have you, your wireless routers. And I was actually thinking about getting that for my grandkids because they're on the darn tablet all the time. So, you know, you got to protect, especially the kids with that. And then another uh, homemade gift ideas that you haven't covered yet is um, bath salts. Take some Epsom salts and put some essential oils in them. I mean, it's so easy. Anybody could do that. Mm-hmm. So that's one I like to do. Um, seasoning packs like taco or chili seasonings, where it's not in the, you know, all the artificial ingredients, the maltodextrin and wheat or whatever is in those little packages. Make it yourself and give them the recipe so that they can do it themselves the next time. Absolutely. For my kids, um, I don't know, has anyone caught their kids with those gas station fragrance things hand, hanging from their rear view mirror? Yeah. Yes. I was horrified that my kids would do that after all my these My husband does that in his trunk, oh, in his big gosh. trunk. Like, do you understand? That's poison. So anyway, they laugh at me. But what I found, believe it or not, they're everywhere at Whole Foods. Um, last year, the year before, they had these little black things that you could stick in the car vent and you can put essential oils in them. So I started them on those. So that, I think that's a great, you know, cute little stock, especially for the girls, little stock idea that something simple, but yet fun and healthy. Yeah. And you can get the ceramic ones too. A lot of places offer the, like mm. the ceramic ones and all these different cute designs. Especially yeah. You can see the necklace yeah. ones, the ceramic. Yeah. Yep. And you can hang them if you can get them for the car, they can hang them for you. Know, some yeah. people like to have something hanging from that rear view mirror and everything. So, you know, there's lots of different options for, mm-hmm. you know, fragrance that's healthier, you know, yeah. um, so that's, that's a great idea. You know, um, also herb infused cooking oil, you know, I know Jane mm-hmm. and I, um, we have a, a machine that we use that infuses all different types of herbs and stuff into oils and butters and stuff like that. So being able to give those um, as gifts as well, whether it's an herb infused olive oil or avocado oil, or even creating a butter that, you know, someone can use on meats when they're grilling meats and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, great idea. Or salts, different flavored salts. You know, oh, Kathy yeah, talked yeah. about Epsom salts for bath. You can do flavored salts for cooking as well. Mm-hmm. There's someone in my that. area who sells those. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, the farmer's market's a great place to pick up um, mm-hmm. small gifts throughout the year and just put them in your little, like Kathy has her little kid toy basket that she said yeah. for presents. You know, yeah. I bought something just last week. They were um, just three... They were like those little tiny wallets, but they had a little um, rubberized keychain around it. And so that you could go really quick, throw it around your wrist and head out and not drag the purse with you. So I got a bunch of those to give as gifts or stocking stuffers and things like that. Bobby, why don't you give us just a little bit of a quick review of what your holiday survival guide is. So we included it in our November episode as a download and we're including that along with some new recipes as well into this month's download for everybody. So why don't you talk just for a second about what that is and how that's gonna help. Awesome, Um, I'd be happy to share. Um, I made a video, so it's not anything you have to read. It's got some good pictures in it and so it's enjoyable. It's probably about six minutes long. But it really goes through and it gives you um, tips on mindset for eating. Um, It gives you ideas about spending money or not spending money, setting a calendar for your family so everybody knows what's going on, um, which helps take 
you know, the edge off of the busyness where, you know, especially when you have adult or teenage children, they get frustrated when they don't know what's going on and when they have to be ready and that kind of stuff. So the video just kind of just is one of those informational things, but also kind of gets you in the holiday spirit and gives you lots of tips. Um, so I hope you enjoy it and hopefully use it. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. So let's do our North Star tip for this episode. For today's tip we have for you is identify an accountability partner. Um, whether it's a friend, a family member, connecting with a health coach, um, like one of us here, and just to help you stay on track with your health goals during the holidays to understand that you're not alone. You're not the only one that struggles with whatever it is you're trying to get over and to really just help keep you on track. Again, it's not about perfection. It's about progress. So that brings us to the end of another episode filled with holiday wellness wisdom. And we hope you're feeling inspired and equipped to make this holiday season your healthiest and happiest yet. Remember, the key to thriving through the holidays is balance, mindfulness, and self-care. Our North Star tip for this episode, again, finding that accountability partner if you need it to help support you in these goals and really focusing on making this festive holiday season truly joyful and guilt-free. Allow yourself that grace. I'd like to extend my heartfelt gratitude to all of our wonderful coaches that have joined us and join us on most of our episodes. And, you know, a big thank you, of course, to our dedicated listeners that are out there. If you have any questions, feedback, or topics that you'd like us to explore in the future episodes, please reach out. We are here for you. Our main goal is to educate you so that you can then advocate for yourself and your family. As we wrap up this episode and approach the holiday season, we wish you a joyful, healthy, and harmonious December. Until next time, take care, stay well. May your holidays be filled with love and wellness. Have a great day, everybody.